Now tuning in to Earbud Media, audio for everyone. so many times that it sounds like Spongebob. Do you ever feel like a plastic bag? Do you ever feel like God is one of us? <laughs> that's not... I that's got not you! What, Fuck you! That's not the bit! <laughs> I just want to say it once. Just let okay. me... That's fine. You got it. You got Damn. one in. Cool. Great. I that's win. Sick. The podcast is over. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> I got him. I did it to him. <laughs> Allie, you didn't I have to. I love dead <laughs> you didn't have to, you didn't have to go so hard. Have to do it to him. <laughs> Damn it. Man, I'm wearing an Icy Hot on my front and a heat pad on my back. Wow. And I'm living, I think. Wow, I think this is what life feels like. <laughs> you're living your Shaquille O'Neal fantasies right now, and I love that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Sometimes I do feel like that gif when he's, like, shaking his body at the oh, cat. Oh, yeah, that's you know? my turtle mood. <laughs> That's how I feel getting into jeans sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I don't wear jeans. <laughs> yeah, Fun. yeah, I get it. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Into the Twilight, where I'm just fucking sneaking into jeans. Yeah. <laughs> what jeans will we sneak into this week? <laughs> this um, podcast is now every every week we sneak into a different pair of jeans and we review it. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> the most boring podcast. One of these days I'm going to tell you about my hometown and the story about jeans. <laughs> you can't just tease me. I mean, it's just not that interesting uh, of a story. Fine. Rude. But one of these days, <laughs> I'll tell you. It's just my high school was known in 2010, like there was a group of people that were known for stealing thousands of jeans. Oh my god. <laughs> and they called themselves the mini boys. Like, it's fine. Wow. Wow. Yeah, so we'll just, we'll talk about it one of these days. Cody, how are you doing? (laughs) I'm great, you know. It's a noon pod, which is rare. Yeah, I I don't feel yawny, and I don't feel laurel-y, and I feel all right. Sure, yeah. How are you doing? Um, well now I'm feeling, I'm feeling very (laughs) reminiscent of my, I feel like I do need to tell you about this story. (laughs) about the jeans. Is that okay? Can I tell you about this story? Yeah, I wish you would. Okay. So I, I went to a school that was in a really bad area. Like it was known for a lot of gang violence. It wasn't a great area. Anyways, it was in 2010. Imagine yourself. Okay. Um, a lot of LMFAO, you know, mm-hmm. it was bad. Okay. Yeah. Um, so anyways, there was this group of boys and they went to a Saks Fifth Avenue and a Nordstrom, okay? And they stole thousands what? of dollars worth of jeans. Thousands, okay? And obviously, they were arrested, okay? Yeah. <laughs> like, like $10,000 worth oh of jeans, God. okay? <laughs> um, one of them was an... Okay, this article blew up in our high school, okay? This was the most important news for not only just this year of our high school career, but throughout my whole entire high school oh career. Like, we we quoted this the entire time because they called themselves the mini boys. <laughs> it was the most important thing that ever existed. Yeah, that's pretty good. One of them quoted, like, I have had this article bookmarked on my computer f- through for like 10 years now. <laughs> it's the most important thing that's ever happened to me. I can quote one of these people off the top of my head. Like, one of them said something like, we all just like clothes, like girls like our clothes. So we like our clothes even more. Like, like, this is the most important thing that's ever happened to me, and the most important thing to come out of my hometown. I can't believe you're not so talking anyway. about that every second of your life. Oh, I do. <laughs> like, my, the people from our high school, we don't 
talk too much. But when we do, we say the saying that these six guys say. Okay, so these six guys, the mini boys, they had a saying that goes like this. And we, the group from our high school, say it to each other all the time. And it is. It goes like this. We stay fit, dip, and ready to go. What? (laughs) And I'm not kidding. They would say it. And so it became a thing in our high school that we would say it ironically. And then it became (laughs) unironic. Oh, my God. And it's the most important thing that's ever happened to me. And I try to tell, like, I told my students when I started student teaching, they were like, so where'd you go to school? And I was like, let me tell you. (laughs) Let me tell you a fun anecdote. This is where I grew up. Let me tell you about the mini boys. Yeah, it's fundamental to where I grew up. Like, I am not proud of where I grew up. I am not proud of my high school. I am proud of the mini boys. (laughs) And I don't know that that's what they wanted their legacy to be, sure. um, but it is it is my legacy. <laughs> and I want to spread the I gospel carry that of the mini torch boys. until I die. Yeah, um, if I could, if I could have like a what the fuck is it? What is the Cohen's? What do they wear? They're what is it? The crass? The fucking. What do they wear? Like, fucking Edward's bracelet, you know, his thing. I would want it to say, fit, dip, and ready oh to go. Like, that would be my thing. <laughs> All right. Oh someone my God. get it onto a so cross stitch. <laughs> yep. I want it. I want it so With bad. <laughs> yeah, so it says, fit, dip, and ready to go, and it's like a real nice pair of jeans. <laughs> yes. Yep. Yeah. It means so much to Yeah, me. I can imagine. Yeah. Like, my, my mood is already boosted. Like, I'm ready to start the day now. Here's what I want from all of our listeners now. I want you to tweet us with stories about your hometown. Like, what are what are the embarrassing stories? Because I know you have yeah, them. Come on. What do you what are what are the ones that you're embarrassed about, but like sort of proud of, you know? Like they make you kind of like pinch your nose in embarrassment, but you laugh yeah. at, you know? I want them. Give us them. And that's mine. That's mine. So Cody, I expect you to have yours for next yeah, week. Yeah, I'll think about it. Okay. I would like to talk to you about the current events of the world that make you laugh. Would you like to do that with me? Uh, of course. Great, great, great. Um, so we have some YA movies that were ranked, specifically 45 young adult movies that were ranked by IMDb users that are the youth, the teens. The teens TM. Say. The teens TM um, that I would like to go through with you. Um, are there any that, and this is from News for Jax. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Nice, nice, nice. Sick, Um, sick, dude. (laughs) Are there any on this that stick out to you in particular? Like in a good way? Or like a what way? Or like in the all way. Great. Um, well, Harry Potter is up here a lot. It is. Um, yeah. Surprisingly enough, the last one is like the highest rated one. It which is. Which is interesting. Yeah, with an 8.6. But the best one, Prisoner of Azkaban, was number six, so that's fine. And the second Agreed. highest rated uh, Harry Potter movie, so that's fine. I'll take it. I'm glad that we both agree that the Prisoner of Azkaban is the best movie. Honestly, um, if you don't think that's true, you're a, you're a cop, and I just don't trust it. <laughs> Like, now, it's just, like, the facts. Like, you can't watch that. You can't also not think that Sirius and Remus are the best characters in the entire fucking thing, also. Agreed. But, like, I, if you don't believe any of those things, like, I just don't trust you. I just don't think you're a human being. I agree with you. Like, the most. Um, now, what is the best Harry Potter book? Um, so here's the thing. I haven't read all of them. <laughs> what the- <laughs> This podcast is canceled. I'm sorry. I don't- as someone with a Harry Potter tattoo, yeah. um, I'm well, sorry. Listen, I love Harry Potter. Don't get me wrong, okay? You're a fake fan. Yeah, I'm sorry. I know. Name three of her albums. <laughs> I can name the first three that I've read. <laughs> <laughs> You've only read the first three. Cody, no, what the fuck? No, here's the thing. Here's the thing. How are you a booktuber? Hey, are you fucking narc? Hey, I, listen. I, can you let me talk, please? No. <laughs> so here's the thing. I... I had a cool-ass babysitter when I was young, and she read me the Harry Potter books, because she was cool Aww. as fuck. She was tight. Um, and it were like, just as they were coming out, and then we would like, see the movies as they came out, and it was great. 
um, at some point, she left. And then also at that point, I had also, like, moved or whatever. Um, yeah. And that was at, like, book six. Like, right before book six. Oh. So I've read pretty much everything up to that. Um, by subconsciousness of someone else reading it to me. But yeah. Hey. And I've seen all the movies a million times. So, whatever. Get off my dick. Okay? All right. All right. I well, would, but, like, listen, I love reading, but I've grown to a, a point now where reading is very hard for me now, which sucks. Um, that's and, true. That's and fair. big books especially, mm, no thanks. And that's a thick one, you and know? She, yeah, she's thick, and that's, I get it, that's fine. I, I love it, but, and I would also have to refresh, kind of, to get back in there. It's, it's a whole process. I don't really want to do that. Hey, on a side note. Yeah. Can we talk about... <laughs> That The Outsiders is rated 69. <laughs> Stop that. But it's... I'm just saying. Get out of here. Okay, can we talk about The Outsiders movie, though? Because, damn. Dude, <laughs> I love yeah. it so much. Dude. That it was should like, be rated higher than that. That was like a sexual awakening. <laughs> in, in my youth. Okay, honestly, <laughs> I watched it in seventh grade and I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay. Alright. There's so many movies that are rated 69. These aren't even in order. What the fuck? Okay, that's fine. Yeah, I think um, mm, I think the user rating might be like no fuck. That's I I'm very confused. Yeah, I don't know what's happening here. Yeah, the numbers are off from the actual user rating. They're not <laughs> right. They're not right at all. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. Okay, but since the reason why I actually pulled this is because the the Twilight Saga is on here, obviously. Bring up the, the rear <laughs> at the caboose. Um. <laughs> So, Breaking Dawn Part 2 is at 38. Okay. Um, Breaking Dawn Part 1 is at 42. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Eclipse is at 43. Mm-hmm. New Moon is at 45, like, literally the bottom. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. Twilight is at 48. So, they're all, like, yeah, they're all at the bottom. Because the lowest that this goes is at a 4 point, or is a 5.3. Sorry. Yeah. And that's... That's it. Like, Twilight and New Moon are a 5.3, which is, like, <laughs> for these ratings. Because, rude. <laughs> don't, don't, it sucks this. Don't, come on. But, like, the last three movies are all the Twilight Saga, and that's, like, yeah, the- Yeah, and the teens know what they want, Allie. Maybe you're a little out of touch with the teens, but- <laughs> I'm, okay, first of all, um, number one on this list is Every Day by David Levithan, and David Levithan is my favorite author, so okay, excuse y'all. True. I have, an, I have a tattoo by him, so, like, back off. Well. All right, you're not um, the only one with book tattoos, Allie. Get off, get off your high that's horse. True, that's true. That's true. That's true. Um, okay, but yeah, so I just thought that was really interesting, because the teens, the teens know. The teens know. <laughs> they know it's trash. Listen, don't fight with the teens. That's true. Just Don't when you when teams. you start your new teacher job, you're gonna be like, "All right, what's up, fuckers? I'm Allie. I'm gonna be your teacher. <laughs> We're gonna I'm just gonna have great... Twilight cutouts <laughs> in my classroom. <laughs> We're gonna have a great year. Uh, just a little icebreaker for all of y'all. I want everyone to go and say their name and their favorite Twilight character. <laughs> but like Twilight, get the fuck out of my classroom. Which Twilight character do you want to smooch right now? Allie, no, that's, that's so... inappropriate. <laughs> I'm just. When would I ever bring up Twilight? That's so embarrassing. Uh, I think I had, gave you a pretty perfect example. So. <laughs> if someone had brought up Twilight when I was in middle school, I would have evaporated. <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> like, I would have turned into a gas and just died. <laughs> Speaking of Twilight cutouts, though, so my local newspaper, <laughs> The Oregonian, did, <laughs> did an article. Thank you, Jamie Hale for posting this on Oregon Live, titled Vampires Still Rule in Twilight-Obsessed Fork, Washington. Forks, Washington. Oh my god, who am I? Kill me. And it's all about touring Forks. (laughs) And it's just all these photos, and it's so cute. And it's just all about, like, the attractions that keep people going and obsessing over Forks. So that's great. And it's just a lot of, like, photos of white women in the Forks (laughs) visitor area. So it's great and enjoyable to look at because I miss works. It's been a while since I've been up there. So enjoy. Pew, pew. Pew, pew. Could you talk about this next article for me? Because it's a lot to handle. So there so. <laughs> is this woman, this journalist named Nadia 
uh, Bacody? Bocody? Something. Something like that. And the headline is, I dated six guys at once and wrote a column on real life Fifty Shades of Grey. Um, and there's a photo of her in her bathtub eating a pint of Ben and Jerry's. <laughs> It's a mood. It's a mood. It's a mood for sure. She's like, hey, I separated from my husband and I wanted to, like, fuck a lot of dudes. And then she did it. And there's a lot of photos of her in underwear and holding teddy bears. And it's great. Does she not look like Nina Dobrev? In she that, does look a little bit like Nina Dobrev. Like, especially in that ice cream photo. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm very confused when I read this article about how it fulfills the BDSM component of Fifty yeah, Shades of Grey. I don't think it does. I think it was just, I fucked a lot of men at once. <laughs> but it sounds like she's living her best life. Yeah. So, good on her. Especially as being, like, a mid-30s woman and just enjoying Tinder, which yeah. rarely happens. Right. <laughs> um, Tinder, in my personal experience, has been a hellhole. Sure, um, sure. So, you know, good job, Nadia. Hey, Quinn Quinn. Enjoy yourself. Okay, this last one. <laughs> when I sent it to Cody, Cody was not amused. Um, <laughs> but it was sent over thanks to Google. And it's that Jim Parsons of... What the fuck is it called? Oh, <laughs> I'm um, going to let you get there by yourself. The Big Bang Theory. Uh, <laughs> <Shh>. <laughs> we didn't actually say it. Um, is selling his home. Now, the reason why this is relevant is because... Our, our fucking Arpats owned this home before Jim Parsons. So if you remember way back when, when I read that creepy fan fiction about fucking Dr. Sheldon Cooper, when the worlds collided, that it wasn't, it wasn't fake. It's all connected and it's all real. So the red string inside my, oh my closet God. of it all being connected is actually true. And then the other thing when I was reading this right now is that before our paths <laughs> owned this home is that Tim Curry also yeah. owned this home. Yeah. This seems like a great fucking home. This seems like a home that is so powerful and has such good energy. Yeah. Oh, I just, I just want to feel the energy coming off of this. <laughs> There's just gonna be a photo of you like out standing outside with like your hands up, your eyes closed. Give me it's your e- energy. I want to feel it. <laughs> it's either that or that smirking demon child watching that home be on fire (laughs) it's either one or the two you know yeah yeah i think one could lead to the other for sure i have two moods you know what i mean (laughs) (laughs) okay so we have questions that we're gonna try to get through pretty fast do you want to read this one from our fucking patron taylor brownstone that's my my DJ radio edit of Taylor Brown's name. It's great. It wasn't photoshopped or facetuned at all, you know? No. If you had to replace all the characters in Fifty Shades of Grey with Muppets, except for one, who would you keep as a non-Muppet? This is a good question. This made me think a lot. This is very good. I had to meditate on this one. What did, you, what, what did your thinking lead to? I mean, obviously... <laughs> There was no doubt about it. <laughs> that it had to be. I mean, uh, there was no choice, <laughs> but. <laughs> it's gonna come to you at some point. <laughs> it had to be Taylor. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Because Taylor was just yours. like. No, I didn't, I didn't. I don't have one yet, but I oh, think. Oh, God. Taylor's very good because he's just, <laughs> he, he really is just watching everyone be Muppets, basically. <laughs> like, muppeting around and flailing their limbs and just, like, being crazy. And he's like, God, I just, come on, guys, can we just keep it together? Yep. And that makes a lot of sense. I do think it would be funny... If Christian was the only one that's not a Muppet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but that gets into some furry territory. No, yeah, it does get very with. weird. It does get very weird at points, so there's gotta be parameters. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. I think that's, I think Taylor is a good choice. I just, I feel like somehow, I, and I don't know, it must have happened a couple weeks ago, that I subconsciously chose Taylor as my safe space in this <laughs> yeah. book, oh. as my Charlie Swan in sure. this book. Sure. And I've committed to that bit. 
You know? Yeah, that's fine. And I don't know that he deserves it as much as Charlie Swan. No. But, like, he hasn't really earned it. But I've selected him, (laughs) and I've latched on to him because he is the only one, aside from Kate, really, that isn't trash in this book. And I am holding on to him like a goddamn buoy. (laughs) And (laughs) I just need him to be okay. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So... He's the only one that isn't gonna be a Muppet fucking in this book. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's that's fair. So that's where I'm at. Great. Um so Taylor Browntown also requested us to take a BuzzFeed quiz. Uh-huh. Of which fifty shades of gray character are we? So we're gonna try and do this and scroll past the fact that this BuzzFeed quiz has them just eye fucking at the top. Okay. Yeah. So, if you want to play along with us, it'll be on Twitter. Cool. Okay. Choose a Disney character. Easy. What are you going with? By Icon Lee Shang. <laughs> God fucking bless. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm gonna go with Sleeping Queen Aurora. You know what I mean? Oh, man. I thought you were gonna pull a curveball with your grandmother Willow. <laughs> I was thinking about it, but... I like Aurora's skin a little bit better. You know yeah, what no, I mean? she's got a good routine going on. Uh, choose a holiday destination. Fuck. Uh, Yellowstone. Because if the world's going to end, I want to be in the middle of it. Sure. I'll do London. Ew. Um, choose your favorite movie. Oh, uh, there's no question. I literally, <laughs> Dirty Dancing is one I of my it. all-time I favorite movies. <laughs> I knew it. I um, watch it every time it's on TV. God, a real a real tie between American Psycho and Magic Mike, you know? <laughs> Low-key, Magic uh, Mike is pretty damn good. Dude, yeah, I mean, like, listen, you get the same director as the Oceans movies, like, you're gonna get a good movie. <laughs> I love Channing Tatum. Yeah, he's great. He's great. Choose a way to relax. <sighs> wow, can yeah. you think, can you believe anyone thinks writing is a relaxing thing? <laughs> the, literally, who is she, you know what I mean? <laughs> what an unrelatable thing. Really? I would say shopping, that's more of an unhealthy coping mechanism. (laughs) Okay, relatable. (laughs) Um, Choose a Jamie Dornan. Okay, God God. bless. Don't God bless this. Also, the first one, he looks like... Like a cop. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Aww. Okay. I'm choosing... The beard ones, but I don't know which one. I think the ABC one is from Once Upon a Time, so book you I'm gonna do BBC. Oh no! I'm sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, Cody. Oh no! Choose the cringiest line. Well, uh, I know what we're doing for the patrons this week. God, stop! Uh... Also, wow! I what is this communist manifesto line? <laughs> uh, okay. Well, obviously, I'm doing. This calls for what does she call them? Shouty capitals. Uh. I have to do the inner goddess one because it's so bad. Oh, fuck yeah. It's so bad. Oh, what'd you get? I got Catherine Kavanaugh. Oh, fuck yeah. (laughs) You're a bit of a shirker and you pawn off jobs on your friends because you're the confident one. Neglecting your duties doesn't have any effect on your life because you still end up with a billionaire's brother. And then it has the fucking shruggy emoji. So... (laughs) Yes, Cody. <laughs> so I got Christian Of course you did. Of course you did. I'm so sorry to everyone I've ever. This explains our podcast to. dynamic <laughs> so much. You enjoy control in all situations. You look a bit like an angry baby when you're trying to be sexy. And <laughs> you use dramatic childhood as an excuse to flog people. <laughs> All right, damn, drag me. <laughs> I feel I feel attacked personally oh. by my own podcast. Um, oh, so that's oh my God. that's fine. <laughs> that's great. That was mm-hmm. so worth it. Thank God. you for that. Okay, and last question: Which Twilight and Fifty Shades characters belong in the good place and the bad place? Everyone's in the bad place. <laughs> Everyone's in the bad place. <laughs> yeah. Um, the only people in the good place are yes. Esme. Yes. Rosalie. Yep. Charlie. Yep. Carlisle. Carlisle. Yeah. Although, listen, 
I'm all I love Rosalie. I love her a lot. But she did she did commit a murder. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. <laughs> medium place? Yeah, she would fuck it up with that that lady. That's like <laughs> <laughs> doing coke from the 80s. Yeah, yeah. They'd hang out. They'd be good friends. Now, what about Seth? Oh, Seth is good place for sure. Yeah. Okay. No one in Fifty Shades is in the good place. No one in Fifty Shades is in the good place. That's just a fact. Yep. It's <laughs> just yep. a fact. That's how I feel. Great. Yep. That's settled. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, now, here's the thing. Yeah. Chapters 21 and 22, um, they bad folks. Yeah. So, you know, buckle up, tighten up. You thought it was going to get better? That's you that's wrong. You. you wrong. You wrong. Um, and so, chapter 21, um, where we left off last week, in a shocking turn of events, um, they fell asleep. So What? We're, I know, I know, I know. Um, <laughs> so, we're starting off chapter 21 with Anna waking up. So, weird. I know. Brace yourselves. Yeah. Anna wakes up in Christian's bed. And Christian's not there, because it's a Monday morning, and he's got shit to do. He's a businessman. Yep. He does business. Yeah, whatever <laughs> business that is. As we're going to find out later, when E.L. James tries to write business, it doesn't really work out. <laughs> um, we don't really, we still don't really know what he does. No, no idea. Nope. Um, so... She wakes up, tries to go to the bathroom. Um, she's verstiff. <laughs> <laughs> she says that she takes a quick trip to the bathroom. Now, I want to pause and have you all remember this. Um, now, when I take a quick trip to the bathroom, um, especially mm-hmm. when I'm going to go and try to find my partner, usually that means, like, I'm going to pee, I'm going to, like, rinse off my face, and sure. I'm going to brush my teeth. Yeah. She does not say this. But I'm going to assume this, because, spoiler alert, we're reading Fifty Shades of Grey. This chapter is going to have sex in it, okay? So, just remember this. Like, and I'm going to hope for the best for Anna that she brushed her teeth, okay? She doesn't say it, though, so let's just hope. Let's just trust her on this one. Yeah, let's just hope for the best. Um, She goes into the kitchen to find Christian, um, and she kind of seems shocked that Christian has staff. Um, Mm -hmm. because she sees his, like, cleaner, like, maid-ish person, um, Mm. and shockingly enough, it's a blonde, and she's like, oh my god, I feel so self-conscious in this moment, because I'm not wearing anything, (laughs) and I'm just, like, padding around his house, and, of course, it's, I think the person's name is, like, Mrs. Jones or something? Yeah. Something. Um, his housekeeper. And she's like, do you want breakfast? And Anna's like, oh, no, I think I'm good. Um, (laughs) And so she immediately jumps to the conclusion of, like, I think these are all ex-subs of his, even though he hasn't said anything of the sort. Like, why why would that be your conclusion? (laughs) Yeah. Especially when, I mean, I know she doesn't know a lot about how this works, but that would that would just kind of be awkward. Did we miss a part in the contract where you also have to be employed <laughs> by him afterwards? Right. I mean, I think the the reason why she might jump to this is because of the fact that he said he wants her to work for him. Sure. Or he yeah. offered that. Um, but I think it's more so just, like, her self-consciousness jumping to conclusions. Yeah. So she goes into his office, and there's this, like, long paragraph of him talking on the phone because his back is to her. And it's just this complete bullshit garbage. Um, It's just, it makes no sense. To be fair, it's not, like, on speaker, so we're only getting his side of the conversation. Mm -hmm. But it just, (laughs) E.L. James does not know how to write a phone conversation. Especially about a capital B business. (laughs) Yeah. It's... It's hilarious. When he does finally see her, he's like, clear my schedule. I'm going to be in it too. I'm a robot. Also, I'm going to have a guest with me. Yeah, that's right. I have a guest. Her name's Anastasia Steele and she'll be dining with me. (laughs) Yes, I am a robot. (laughs) So it's weird and awful. Um, They have this very awkward conversation where they're talking about sleep and stuff and then they talk about his desk and then he like grabs her butt and it's like okay 
you're gonna have sex here, aren't you? And then they yep. do have sex. It's like, okay. Um, I was so nervous. Like, I thought she was gonna fall off that damn desk the whole time. <laughs> or that, like, the the housekeeper was gonna walk in. Yeah. I was and, like, I don't remember anyone closing a door. I don't nope. remember anything. Like, they were, I don't know what's happening. And, like, she, oh, he's like, she's like, oh, cool, are we gonna fuck on this desk? He's like, yeah, we're gonna fuck on this desk. And, like, it's not like he lays her down, like, lengthways on the desk. Like, she's very much, like, cradling, like, the, the shortest end of the desk. Yep. And, like, her head's hanging off. And I'm like, this bitch is gonna fall off this desk. It's gonna be fucked off this desk. Yeah, all I could imagine was just, like, her head, like, banging against it. Or that, like, yeah. her neck was laying against a pen or something. Oh, my God. And it's just, like, this, this does not sound comfortable. No. In any regards. No. Um, so anyways, it's just, like, cool. Um, they make this look good in porn, but, like, in reality, yeah. this is not, <laughs> this is not comfortable. Also, can we talk about how they never use or talk about lube ever? Literally ever! Ever? And I'm like, okay, sure. It's possible that she's, like, wet and everything and that's fine, but, like, what? She just woke up five minutes ago. And went and, to the bathroom. And went to the bathroom. And, like, within five seconds, Christian is, like, inside her. And I'm like, hold on one second. I don't think that's how vaginas work. I don't think that's how that happens. Especially because he's already <clears throat> done anal with her, too. Yeah. And it's like, if especially when you first do anal, it's like, you're right. just not gonna do any lube with that? Yeah. No wonder she's sore, Christian. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. You say you've done this before? Yeah. <laughs> like, what kind of a professional <clears throat> are you? <laughs> God. It's not, e- like, it's not even expensive to, not that it would be a problem, Christian. <laughs> Yeah, you're willing to, like, buy her a new car, but you don't want to go down to CVS and get lube, Christian. Come on. You're willing to have Taylor buy her new underwear, but you're afraid to have him buy you lube, Christian? Come on. What are you, a 14-year-old? Like, what the fuck? I mean, yeah. That's That's true. He's a 14-year-old with a lot of money. (laughs) (laughs) You're such a man, baby. Yeah. It's like, if you are willing to buy all your condoms on Amazon... Have Bezos deliver you some lube, too. What the fuck? Fuck. I would never have Bezos deliver me lube. (laughs) Get out of here. It's just, like, I don't understand. It's true. Um, The options are there. Come on. I just... Anyways. Yeah. Like, it's possible that, like, some people have sex without lube. You know? But, like, every single time... Yeah. It just... And also, just, like, five minutes after waking up, you are just so wet and ready to go. Mm. Yeah. Like... I don't understand. <laughs> Especially because they don't even talk about, like, using, I don't, like, it, that's not how this works, but, like, spit or anything, like, nothing. Right. Anyway, it just, yeah. anyways, it's just, it bothers me. Yeah. Um, okay. So, and also, it's just weird to me that he keeps condoms everywhere. <laughs> like, they're everywhere. It's literally everywhere. In this house. Just, like, in the knife drawer. It's just, like, <laughs> and everywhere. It's just weird. Then th- things get weird. So they have sex, and then all of a sudden, they can't communicate because things get, the energy gets, like, very weird. Yeah. Um, and she's like, I'm gonna go take a shower, but then they're getting weird, and they don't know how to communicate with each other. So... Well, that's weird because <sighs> while they're fucking, he asks her, like, oh, do you still, because, like, do you still want to go to Georgia or whatever? And she's like, yeah, I'm still gonna go. And he's like... Whoa, I thought I was gonna fuck you into changing your mind. This Who is does not that? <laughs> yeah, the worst human alive. He's like, oh, this is weird now. Uh. Also, when she says my post-coital glow is fading fast, <laughs> I want to die. Stop. Any, like, the idea of, can you imagine playing Scrabble with someone and putting post-coital? <laughs> oh, like, stop. I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, so they get really weird. And she's like, okay, well, I'm gonna go take a shower now. And he's like, bye. (laughs) Like, they get gross with each other. Um, she goes to take a shower. They, she goes back out to go get her, like, tea and breakfast. And Mrs. Jones was like, are you sure you don't want to have breakfast? And she's like, yeah, yeah, no, I'm good. And then Christian comes out all of a sudden. She's like, uh, of course she's gonna have breakfast. (laughs) Here's what she likes. 
And then they, so they have breakfast together and it's really strained and weird because he offers to like buy her ticket and she's being all petty about it. Well, she's not being petty, but she's like being all clipped and stuff because she's like, I want to pay for my ticket. You don't need to buy all my things, Christian. Um, and he's like, well, I have a jet, so it's all fancy and stuff. It's the worst. <laughs> yeah, it's gross. Um, and they start talking about her interviews and the fact that she still doesn't want to tell him where she's going to be interviewing because he doesn't, she doesn't want him to like fuck it up and stuff, mm-hmm. which fair. As a reminder, because they start talking about this of like, will you think about our arrangement? She still hasn't signed the contract. This is so yep. important. I can't reiterate this enough. Um, this is so important. Anyways. It's so awful. Yes. And then it, like, transitions. So we get a little, like, interviewing segment. Ooh. A little interlude. (laughs) Yes. Um, so her, like, flight is booked, and she goes to this interview with the place that she, like, cares about. And there's this guy that is interviewing her named Jack Hyde, who we can only assume is, like, important. Um... Also, just as a side note, I couldn't help during this part, um, because I don't know why, um, but do you remember when we saw the trailer? Do you remember when there was all those guns? Yeah. Where does the guns come in? (laughs) I think that might be in a later book. I don't don't know. know. Somehow, there's gonna be guns. I don't know. I don't know. Because, I mean, you have to think, like, there are two other books of this so there has to be more things happening right it can't just be like a sex parade right like now tell me more about the sex parade (laughs) (laughs) oh you've never been to a sex parade (laughs) i have i've got to tell you i have not (laughs) damn missing that yeah i guess you know to make it lively and fresh there's also like murder and or violence and or espionage i don't know who can say i guess we'll get there that's true (laughs) anyways she has this interview it's really boring, because um, they're not very interesting interview questions, I have to be honest. No. Um, and Jack Hyde, the most white name I've ever heard. Um, yeah. It's a really quick interview, and then her and Kate talk. Kate has no chill about the fact that she doesn't like Christian. Yeah. It's very Hell yeah. good. Oh yeah. Um, and then they, I think they get takeout, and just chill for a little bit um before her flight leaves but she's taking an evening flight so that she gets a light flight uh, yes so that she can get to georgia in the morning but before she can head to the airport i'm just so bored by their emails um she writes christian a couple of emails where they start talking about the interviews and they're like i don't know gross and boring yeah um where they start talking about like mrs jones and she asks if she was a sub of his um and christian's like obviously not (laughs) that's no that's not how that works um and the chapter ends with her arriving at SeaTac and finding out that christian upgraded her flight to first class and her being very unamused by that. Yeah. Yes. As you would. Sure. Um, but she takes full advantage of this. Oh, dude. That opening of chapter 22, she's like, I got champagne. I got everything. I'm just like hanging out, relaxed, maxing, relaxing all cool. Just living my dreams. It's such a she's mood. She's got fur on now <laughs> for some reason. It is got so good. got tiny sunglasses. I love and the it. cucumbers on her eyes. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's amazing. So she, she's, yeah, she's had like champagne. She's manicured. She emails Christian and tells him all of this, that she's like, BT dubs, fuck you for stalking me and finding out which flight I was on and upgrading me. But I've had a manicure. I've had a back massage. I've had two glasses of champagne. Um, and I'm using all the stuff that you gave me. So you suck. Bye. Yeah. And later. Yeah. And so Christian emails back and is like, who was massaging your back? Um, and it's like, you're so gross. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And it's like, duh, Christian, you've been to so many airports. You know that this exists in the first class lounge. Like, 
you've probably had this multiple times, dude. And so Anna takes advantage of this. And she's, you know, because Anna's a lightweight. And she gets tipsy off of two glasses of champagne. And so she emails him back. And, like, kind of, I don't know, does this intentionally to make him jealous, right? And so she's like, this guy named Jean-Paul, who had, like, strong hands or whatever. And she's like, I'm not going to be able to use my email when we take off, so fuck off. (laughs) So it's very good. Um, And she realizes that the seat next to her is open and she all of a sudden like freaks out before the flight takes off that christian's gonna come on there which isn't like it's not a weird thing to freak out about because that's definitely something christian would do um and he sends her this email before she takes off that really kind of like sets off her anxiety because we don't find out whether or not it's really a joke or not because christian's humor is kind of hard to decipher and even with all sorts of textual communication it can be hard to decipher um, yeah. humor and so he's like I know what you're trying to do and trust me you succeeded next time you'll be in the cargo hold bound and gagged in a crate believe me when I say that attending to you in that state will give me so much more pleasure than merely upgrading your ticket and then he's he does he like changes his signature to like Christian Gray palm twitching CEO And so, because the fact that she's, like, hyped up on champagne, she thinks he's, like, super angry. Yeah. So she emails him back before she leaves, and she's like, that's a hard limit for me, that's not a joke, um, and things like that. So when she gets to Atlanta, she's, like, super tired, right? Because it's, like, 3 a.m. or something in Seattle, and the time changes, as with most people, kind of mess people up. And so she spends the hour layover sending this really long email to him um which I thought was good of her but also it's kind of like when you send someone like a late night text that's kind of emo um where I I feel like it's a good thing to do but kind of save in your drafts until you're a little bit more awake yeah. Because <laughs> um, the thing. Like, what if I just sit on this? Yeah, because I think the things that bit. she said were valuable and good to do. Um, yeah. But also, it's. Wait on it until you're a little bit more cognizant to, to kind of right. see what's going on. Especially when she's saying, like, truthful things, like, that scares me, you scare me. Um, right. And then we do get a note of how long it's been because I think that was something we weren't sure about last week um she didn't so it says that it's been a week um in this email so I think it's been the past 22 chapters have been like a week two weeks at max which feels like way longer um but it it's been much shorter than that um, yeah. so anyways, it's like a two page email or something that she sends. Um, and then when she actually sees her parents, um, she's like sobbing, <laughs> which, um, is probably like travel and also heat. Cause apparently I haven't been to Georgia since I was like two or something. So I don't remember it at all, but she oh. says it's like wet heat, which sounds awful to me. Um, yeah. no, no thanks. thanks, no thanks at all. Especially because um, that would make my hair expand so much. And that's, <laughs> I have curly enough hair as it is, so that's a hard pass for me. Uh, thank you, though. Thank um, you, though. Um, she starts having this conversation with her mom when she gets to the beach that morning. Um, when they start talking about, like, men aren't really complicated. And they can be really simple because... You know, gender is just really a binary after all, you know, um, which it was like a really gross conversation. Yeah. Um, but this whole book is really gross. So not really surprised. What's news? Yeah. Um, so they decide that evening they're going to head to this like golf club dinner or something. Um, when she wakes up from her nap. Before that, though, Christian has responded to the email. Um, And he's responded to all of her points, which I think is nice. Um, But there were a couple of things that, I don't know, did 
there were, I thought there were a couple of points of note, but what did you take away from that email? I think most of it was bad, right? Yes. But there were some good things of, about it. I feel like he's genuinely trying to, like, match her in, like, what she wants, but he just doesn't know how to do it, and the way that he thinks he knows how to do it is wrong. Yes. Um, so he's like, yeah, I, I know that you, like, want more of this. Maybe we can extend it. We can maybe do, like, six months or a year or something like that. <laughs> the worst thing that I had to read was him being like, I'm rich, get over with, and you're like, deal with it. And then he's like, this is my way of redistributing the wealth. Oh my god. And I literally, like, combust, I shed my skeleton, I bust her open, I became a cloud, I could not live on this planet anymore. It was so bad. Honey, that's not what that means. Yeah, that's, that's his idea of the trickle down <laughs> economy. This is, if this is what you think trickle down economics is, that's wrong. But Christian, I couldn't, I cannot believe. Like, yeah, let me just my way of redistributing the wealth is just giving lavish gifts to like this well-off white college-educated woman yep. in a, in a, living in a city. That's how it is, right? Yep. I could not believe it. <laughs> yeah, that was so bad. There was one thing that I do think was good, but it also kind of it pissed me off because it means that he does know how this is supposed to work. Um, mm. And it was the idea that he understands that in a dom-sub relationship that the submissive is supposed to have all the power. And he he writes that in this email and makes it, like, very explicitly clear to her. I don't know why he waited this long <laughs> to tell her that, but he, he makes that, like, abundantly clear to her in this that, like, she is the one that has all the power. And that, like, in last... And, or no, like, two days ago for her, I guess, um, that in the boathouse when she said that she or that when Christian wasn't supposed to touch her um he did he followed that and respected that and but it also kind of annoys me right that like if that is what they're supposed to be following then why aren't they signing this contract like I don't understand why he isn't respecting how this is supposed to go so I guess I'm confused by that (laughs) like he he knows how this is supposed to go but isn't respecting like the process of this I guess yeah there were there were some other things that i think were good and there were a lot of other things about this that were another thing that bothered me um i don't remember if it was in this one or the one before but when he was talking about like um like the subs and like like how they're not his employees or whatever it just seemed really dismissive because he was like yeah you're like I mean, of course, I think you're very smart, and, like, I think you're very talented and all those things, but, like, generally, like, my subs wouldn't, like, work for me. Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, is that how you think about, like, the women you have sex with? Right. Like, like, they can't do jobs, like, (laughs) but, like, oh, man, Anna came around and just changed your whole perception about, like, women, because women who are dirty in bed uh, can also... Do yeah, jobs suck. and be good at the jobs, but like fuck me, I guess. <laughs> God, he was yeah. That email was nasty. Um, the worst. There, some of the other things that I thought were important from this was like him reiterating that they have to communicate, but mm. he wasn't explicitly saying some of the steps that he wants to take for that. Yeah. Um, and I feel like that's not. That's not an action plan. That's just being like, we should do this, you know? Right. Um, and I feel like that's like a half step there. So, especially if he says that they communicate best in this format, then utilizing that to their strengths, I feel like is is a valuable stepping stool that way. Um, anyway, so they go, they get ready for, she gets ready for this dinner thing. Um and they, like, try to sext or whatever while she's getting ready. And it's gross. But she leaves to go to the dinner. And he is having dinner with a friend. An old friend. Who is... It's easy to infer, right? Because Christian hasn't mentioned that he has a lot of other friends. That it's Mrs. Robinson. Yeah. And we find out later um, that it 
is Mrs. Robinson, too. Um, and, like, it pisses Anna off, right? Because she's, um, she has a lot of feelings about Mrs. Robinson, too. Um, so, that's fair. Also, I don't know if we've talked about this, but Mrs. Robinson is referenced to the graduate, right? That's like what character I thought. Like, that makes sense, right? That's what I thought it was, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I... Just, like, older woman, and, like, having a weird sexual relationship with a youth. Yeah. Maybe trying to work in some way. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I assumed that it was... This yeah. whole time. That just, but that just doesn't. That does that not seem a little heavy-handed? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little, a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah, the whole like twice your age thing. Right. Like, okay, I fucking get it. You've seen a movie. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, Yale James, you've seen one movie. <laughs> Yale James loves Simon and Garfunkel. Like, I get it. I get it. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right, Yale James. Um, you love Seattle, and you've seen one movie. <laughs> like, we get. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah that's what this whole series is <laughs> i she went to seattle once and then saw the graduate she's like i have a perfect idea for a, for a book i know what america is like yeah um yes so great um the other thing that is important so before she goes to bed that night too um we find out that she started her period and then this bench like she starts her period, and, like, fucking lucky her, gets to spend the day, like, she goes shopping that morning, and she goes to the beach, and it's like, fuck, like, I wish I could do that, like, okay, yeah. <laughs> wow. Um, anyways, so, and then she goes to this bar with her mom, and she's on her second Cosmo, and it's like, okay, Anna, <laughs> slow down. <laughs> um, because yeah. we know how Anna I can't handle more than one drink at a time. Anna has, like, a sip of champagne and is already, like, slashing people's tires. So it's, like, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, And so she's talking to her mom about boys because, like, what else do women do, you know? Um, and so we find out that she's – she hasn't heard from Christian all day. And she is tempted to talk to him, but she's not going to. And then she gets an email from him and – it's a response about Mrs. Robinson where he's like, yeah, I had dinner with Mrs. Robinson. She's just an old friend. Um, and looking forward to seeing you again. And mm. so it like confirms her fears and she's all like pissed off. Right. And she like digs into him. Right. And is all like, has she found another adolescent boy? Um, did you get too old for her? All this stuff. Right. Because she's on her second Cosmo and she has no chill. Anyways, um, so he responds to her again and on her Blackberry. So she looks down, right? Um, yes. And the subject line, right? Cause as usual with these two, right? They always change the subject line. It pisses me <laughs> off to no end. So bad. Um, and he's like, this is not something I want to discuss via email. Rah, 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 rah. Um, <laughs> and then he's like, how many cosmetolitans? What the fuck? What word did I just say? <laughs> Wow, Allie's drunk for some reason. I have had two glasses of water, and I am fucking losing it. Okay, that was supposed to be such a good dig, and it literally fucking lost. Okay, I'm going to write that. Okay. okay, he's like, this is not something I wish to discuss via email. How many cosmopolitans are you going to drink? And it's like, <gasps> and she like, <laughs> like a deer in the headlights, because she's like, because the last words of this chapter are, holy fuck, he's here. Yeah. And it's like, God damn it, Christian. Come on. Leave her alone. Get out of here. Like, you can't just go see your former abuser and then decide, oh, yeah, now I'm going to go see my pseudo, like, girlfriend slash mostly sub that hasn't signed the contract, so she's not really... <sighs> Christian. God damn it. It's just so baffling that they still have not signed the contract. Like, I just, I don't get it. Me either. Why? Why are we doing this? What is the point of any of this? She's not your anything because she has no. not signed the contract. Yeah. Leave her alone. 
Get out of here. Scram. Scram. <laughs> you little, <laughs> you little AI, you little you creep <laughs> sex robot. Yeah. Go update your software and leave her alone. <laughs> yeah. Reboot. Maybe you'll get some empathy in there. <laughs> Taylor, shut him off. <laughs> Taylor, pull the plug. We don't need him anymore. <laughs> this experiment has gone on too far. <laughs> oh my god. God damn it. <laughs> yeah, someone go plug him in somewhere. <laughs> oh my god. So next week we have chapters 23 and 24. We are almost done with this book. Almost. <laughs> there okay so the finish line baby um so our patrons this week we're gonna thank them um by doing apparently the cringiest lines from this buzzfeed quiz um so thank you so much to shannon clearwater who is (sighs) um her words travel straight to my cock oh wow i'm surprised i didn't do the juice one i was going to um, All right, I'll do it for you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you to Katie Weber, also known as the orange juice tastes divine. It's thirst quenching and refreshing. <laughs> Fuck, I want some juice. Damn it. Yeah, man. Sorry. Okay, new merch ideas. Jeans and juice. <laughs> yeah, sure. Sex jeans and juice. You know what I mean? No, hey, stop. No one can fucking jeans and that's just a fact. We know this. Instead of gin and juice, I want sex, jeans, and juice. That would be a great uh, Weird Al parody, I think. Fuck Weird Al. Okay, yeah. I'm very- that's a hard limit for me. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Alright, do you know of anyone who makes parodies in the same way that Weird Al does that I could put a reference to that you would like? (laughs) No. Great. (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. I don't know. It's, uh, you know, we can come back next week. We'll simmer on it. All right. Thank you. Yeah. Kids Bob? Talking about sex, jeans, and juice? Yeah, okay. Yeah. <laughs> they can do something with it. <laughs> what do you mean? They can't. No, they can't. Yeah, it would just be jeans and juice. Oh <laughs> All right, so this week I have a, I have a fan fiction for you. Okay. That was sent in by Becca, and oh boy, Cody. <laughs> um, it was written by, with her cat, okay. and it's titled Fifty Shades of Binders. Okay. And it was published on May 9th of this year. The summary is, this is a world of Fifty Shades of Grey, except every guy is replaced by a binder. Okay. Um, and this is from chapter one, Dawn of the Pinching. Are you ready? I guess. Ready will ever be. Anastasia was a fairly beautiful woman. She knew how to have a good time, normally and sexually. Ever since leaving her old human husband, she settled in a new career working in Staples. However, she did not enjoy her job, but she did enjoy her new boss, a sexy, shiny, black binder named Brad, who who she enjoyed just looking at. He was her boss and soon to be best soulmate. Tricking him into this would not be easy. Anastasia had spent the whole workday buttering up his biscuit and putting on very revealing clothes for his eyeless face to enjoy. Eventually, he had enough alcohol to be persuaded into joining her in her home. The drive was nasty. Brad was not a very good driver. And no, not because he was drunk, because he had no arms, you dimwit. Upon arriving at her house, she plans to immediately get him going. She wanted to see what he was hiding under his dividers. So as they walked in, she had already made sure the living room was dimly lit with candles, so it had an ever-so-sexy feel to it. She wanted to make him as aroused as possible. Walking up to her office room was a slow and passionate walk. She wanted to make sure Brad saw everything from her long, luscious legs to her tight bottom. She knew he was enjoying it, for he was very quiet, 
well, he was a binder, so he wouldn't talk anyway. But she could tell he liked it. And scene. Oh my God. You are so pleased with yourself. I love office supplies. <laughs> I love oh office supplies so much. This whole time we were skirting around your kink, but it was here all along. <laughs> It's staples. <laughs> that was the first one I actually enjoyed. You are so happy. Oh <laughs> His dividers, oh. Cody. <laughs> oh my god. As you say in Seattle. Get it. Get whipped by a binder, I guess. Oh, by dividers. This is an Earbud Media production. You can find us on Twitter at Earbud Media and listen to the rest of our shows. You can find this show on Twitter at Into the Twilight, as well as Into the Twilight.show. You can send us an email at Into the Twilight Show at gmail.com. You can also become a sponsor of the show or buy some merch at Into the Twilight.bigcartel.com. Our art is done by Maddie Padilla, who you can find at Your Ghost Host 44 on Instagram, and our music is done by Eli Krauss, you can find at Eli Sauerkraus and Krausfilms.com. The intro and outro is by KB Smith, you can find it kb underscore underscore smith on twitter you can find ally on twitter at into wild places and you can find me at dyke discourse you've been listening to earbud media production earbud media audio for everyone